And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss an eventful day for the Reds and an emerging power source in Colorado. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. I have not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior are here with you Tuesday, August 17th. Al, let's dive into the news and notes. Jesse Winker to the IL with an intercoastal injury. Reds didn't need him exactly on Monday. We'll talk about that in a second here. Uh, They recalled Jose Barrero. You maybe remember him as Jose Garcia. Not expected to have a regular role, although he was hitting well at AAA Louisville, 305 with 11 homers and 7 steals. The Dodgers recalled Andre Jackson. He debuted against Pittsburgh. Four scoreless innings, 5Ks as a bulk reliever. Lines up to face the Mets on Saturday. We going to be talking about him later in the week, Al, as a weekend streamer? I think so. I mean, he does line up for that, but you don't know exactly how this is going to get managed uh, with the Dodgers, but they've got a real shortage right now, especially with Julio Arias on the the IL. So uh, I would expect that we're going to see Jackson again over the weekend. And yeah, I think that sounds like something we'll talk about probably on Friday. I think indeed we will. Clayton Kershaw played catch. Uh, I'll answer the question that you put in the show notes. He did not have a catch. It's total nonsense. Uh, he didn't play catch, however, on Monday. So maybe he's pointed in the right direction. Although, of course, Dodgers care a whole lot more about October than they do about August and September. Cole Hamels on the 60-day IL with an undisclosed arm injury. So that brings to an end his uh, very short-lived 2021 season. Carlos Rodon threw from 90 feet on Monday, aiming to return from that shoulder injury next week. Pablo Lopez also dealing with a shoulder injury. He threw live BP on Monday, so that definitely is a step in the right direction. Ryan Mountcastle is to be uh, evaluated on Tuesday for a concussion. Could be activated Tuesday or Wednesday. Hitting 286 with 18 homers since May 1st, so definitely would love to get that power source back in the lineup. Of course, uh, all things need to be cleared first, and that's uh, definitely a good change that we've seen in sports in recent years. Gary Sanchez on track to return from the COVID-19 list on Tuesday. Gio Urshela ran at 80% on Monday. Could start a rehab assignment with his hamstring issue later this week. Trevor Larnock sent down to AAA St. Paul. uh, A guy who should be living at AAA or maybe even not in the majors. Jake Arrieta signs with the Padres. We'll start Wednesday at Colorado. I'll just say LOL and move on from there. And Tampa Bay signed David Robertson to a one-year major league deal. He's going to start things out at AAA Durham. So just so we need another potential back-end bullpen arm in Tampa mucking up our uh, closer mix for that team. Let's get into Monday's standouts here, Al. Uh, Joey Votto went three for four in that Reds pasting of the Cubs. Among those three hits included his 2,000th career hit. Just been 
an unbelievable resurgence from Joey Vado this 2021 season. Would love to see him get another bite at the apple in the postseason, although uh, the baseball fan in me maybe doesn't want to see that at the expense of the Padres, who would be the most likely team whose expense a Reds playoff berth would come at, but still great Great rebound, bounce-back year. Been so much fun to watch Joey Votto hit again this season. His teammate Jonathan India, 3-for-5 with his 16th homer and 21st double of the season. It's been a great year for Jonathan India as well. And I think the question that we can talk about here, Al, if we want to dive into India a little bit, is where does he rate in 2022? How high up the you know, middle infield second base charts is he going to be next season? I imagine he'll be a middle rounder uh, in 12 team leagues next year. And it's just such an incredible turn of, of events for him because uh, it just seems like it wasn't that long ago that he was viewed by many as a failed prospect, a former first round pick uh, who just struggled uh, throughout much of the, of the minors. But um, that, you know, this is kind of the interesting thing is that, that, you know, 2020 kind of black box uh, that, you know, we had in terms of minor league development where we couldn't really know what was going on. Obviously, a lot of strides made there by India. And uh, yeah, just a, a terrific rookie season for him. And uh, it seems to just keep getting better and better as the as the season goes on. And I think, too, it's just maybe it's a lesson, not only in terms of, you know, thinking about where we rank India for next year, but also, you know, similar players who are drafted early, come with a lot of prospect hype, and, you know, maybe struggle at times, but uh, can't always count them out. Yeah, definitely can't always count them out. India proving that again this season. Frank Schwindel on the other side of that Reds-Cubs game uh, went 2-for-5 with a double. In 310 with a 958 OPS since he has become a regular for the Cubs. Does he rate anywhere for you in fantasy leagues? Uh, he is starting to, yeah. Um, and it's obviously been a pretty small sample for Schwindel so far with the Cubs. But the playing time is absolutely there for him. Uh, and just as a side note, by the way, Michael, that uh, uh, my thanks to whoever it was uh, about two years ago on Twitter who said that Frank Schwindel could just as easily be named Honest Graft, uh, because that's now how I think of him every time I see him in the box <laughs> score. But uh, <laughs> the playing time is there. The power uh, is, is a little bit surprising for him. But, uh, you know, at minimum, you figure you've got a hot hand play here with Schwindel and uh, maybe a little bit of late development for him as well. So I, I would certainly be looking to see if he is available in 15 teamers. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely the place where he is going to live for the rest of the year. And he's going to live in that Cubs lineup, too. So playing time, something we always talk about, that's going to be there in spades for Frank Schwindel. So they're in spades for Brandon Lau as well. Three for four with a pair of homers against the Orioles. Uh, up to 28 homers now on the season. Chris Bryant also had himself a two-homer game. 21 on the season for Bryant. And I'm just going to throw Jonathan VR in here too because Lau, Bryant, and VR, guys who we you know, know pretty well in the fantasy world, and I think there's a ton to say. But the thing to watch with Jonathan VR for the remainder of the season, Al, he had a homer and a stolen base in uh, Monday's game against the Giants. He's now up to 14 homers and 10 steals this season. He's never finished with more homers than stolen bases in any year in his career. And with a four-homer uh, lead, I would say that is uh, almost a guarantee of this season. So just something fun to watch with Jonathan VR the rest of the season. Nicky Lopez went one for three with a walk and three steals against Houston on on Monday. 270 is his batting average this season. And those three steals, that certainly jumps out at you. Already had 10 on the year. Nicky Lopez, an ad for steals needy uh, managers. 
I think at this point, yeah, I, mean, I know this is going to become sort of a uh, repeated refrain here on the show. Maybe it already is, but we're at that point of the season now. We're looking at the last quarter or so of the schedule, and you know, it makes sense now to pay a little bit more attention to categorical needs maybe than just in terms of overall production. And, you know, those 13 steals look a little less impressive when you do realize that three of them just came in in one game. But I think Lopez has that potential. He's been hitting for, for average pretty consistently all year long, lately hitting pretty high up in the Royals order. So I think there are going to be opportunities for, for him there to be getting on base and uh, adding to that stolen base total. So, yeah, I mean, Lopez, and it's not just, you know, the one category either with the uh, with the batting average potential as well. Yeah, definitely a guy to take a look at down the stretch here. Also, Connor Joe, someone you're going to want to take a look at. He had his seventh homer of the season on Monday, now hitting 291 and 855 OPS and at home in Colorado. That is up to 380 and 1169. So Connor Joe really taking advantage of his playing time opportunity. Is there any league in which you wouldn't be thinking about adding Connor Joe? Oh, definitely not uh, 10 teamers. I mean, I suppose uh, for weeks like this one where the Rockies have a homestand, it's not out of the question. But I, you know, I have to admit that even coming into this week with coming into this week with the favorable schedule that the Rockies have, as well as Joe has been hitting, I didn't even look to pick him up in my 12 teamers. That probably was a mistake. But, uh, you know, I, I think that given let's say if you have a choice between adding him or, you know, maybe CJ Crone for like your utility mm-hmm. spot, I'd still go with Crone just because of the more proven track record there. So 10 teamers, not quite yet. Things starting to look at him in 12 teamers and definitely anything uh, that's deeper than that. All right, let's talk about some pitcher standouts. Wade Miley dominated the Cubs, uh, except for Frank Schwindel, I suppose. Seven innings <laughs> pitched, uh, no runs, four hits, a walk and seven Ks. The resurgence of Wade Miley continues, Al. Is he a set-it-and-forget-it starter? Pretty much for me, he has been. So, uh, yeah, I, I really honestly have a pretty hard time imagining the matchup where I wouldn't start him. I'd, I'd feel okay against the Dodgers. I'd feel okay in Colorado. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that Miley is. And I, I feel like he's still not quite getting his due, even though he is mm-hmm. widely rostered at this point, as well he should be. As well, he should be. And maybe Tuki Toussaint needs a little bit higher of a roster rate. He went six and a third against Miami, gave up two runs on three hits and two walks, struck out seven. Does he need a little bit higher of a roster rate? I suppose so. I'm a little bit on the fence on Toussaint myself. And some of that is just, I'm not sure about the long-term staying power in the rotation when Ian Anderson comes back, which should be pretty soon, maybe within Mm -hmm. the next week or so. So that's a concern. And then, uh, you know, just the inconsistency that we've seen from Tucson. You figure if he's going to do well, he's going to do pretty well against the Marlins. So this one doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me. But I am very interested to see what what the Braves' plans are for the rotation when Anderson comes back. We should know more, I think, within the coming days. All right. And finally, Stephen Brault uh, went five and two-thirds shutout innings against the Dodgers on Monday. Gave up three hits and a walk, struck out four. He is now sitting on a one eight four ERA this season. He does have a ridiculously high strand rate, 98.2%. Not going to strand nearly 100% of runners all season, even in what is a shorter year for Stephen <laughs> Brault since he just made his uh, debut, what was that, about a month ago or so, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, but still, he's been pitching really well, and this dates back to last year as well. Stephen Brawl, for me, Al, someone who definitely needs to be uh, thought about adding, not just as a streamer, but as a long-term keep guy for the rest of the season. Are you on that same page? 
I am absolutely on that, that page with you. Um, and, you know, we probably should have talked about him on the Monday show as a potential streamer. But given that this was his third start off of the IL, it was the Dodgers. It just seemed a little too risky. If you did take that risk, it obviously panned out. And I think, yeah, you take the ERA with a huge grain of salt. I think you also take that strand rate with with something of a grain of salt too because when everything washes out with brawl you've got pretty much what you expected probably best case scenario not somebody who's necessarily going to get you very many strikeouts but somebody who is going to manage contact who's Mm -hmm. not going to hurt himself with a lot of walks and uh, you know that'll play most weeks definitely will play most weeks looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the streamers for Tuesday, Al. We're looking at a group of, what, six guys here. Eli Morgan and Bailey Ober taking the mound against each other. You could probably stream either side of that matchup. Luis Heel gets game two in the Yankees-Red Sox doubleheader. Tyler Anderson Gets that great matchup in Texas against the Rangers. David Price also getting himself a very nice matchup against the Pirates. And Drew Rasmussen draws the Orioles. Who jumps out at you? Uh, well, definitely Luis Heal. Uh, even though it's a pretty tough matchup, uh, he's just been sensational so far. So you got to take advantage of that if he's available. Tyler Anderson, we've been talking about him for a couple weeks now with good matchups. Uh, I'd roll with him again. So Heal and Anderson absolutely stand out. Beyond that, I'd say uh, if those two are not available, I'm pretty confident in both Bailey Ober and Drew Rasmussen. Rasmussen, the question there is how deep does he go? But against the Orioles, I think he could, you know, go minimum four innings, maybe even five. And those would be probably some very good innings. Eli Morgan, uh, I I just worry about the home run potential there, even against Minnesota. And David Price, uh, it's a great matchup, but 
he hasn't necessarily gone deep uh, very consistently and uh, not been all that effective with uh, a lot of consistency either. So I think I would skip him and Morgan. I think I follow the exact same path that you do, and I love that you point out Luis Heel. He does have the toughest matchup against these guys. We don't ever look to stream against Boston on purpose, but let's prioritize skill over matchup, and Luis Heel definitely has looked the part in his first couple of outings for the Yankees. Excited to see him get another one in this doubleheader, and excited to see Jordan Montgomery make his return from the COVID-19 list in Game 1 of that doubleheader, and that's where I focus the gambling spotlight, Al. I look at the Yankees on both sides of this one. The first First one, uh, they are plus 125 on BetMGM. That is Jordan Montgomery and Tanner Houck. Uh, Derek Cardi does great work for us here at The Athletic uh, doing um, baseball gambling projections every single day. You should check that out if you are a subscriber. And uh, he's got the Yankees having an 11.8% better chance than the odds imply in Game 1. So I will always take a shot like that from someone like Derek Cardi who does such great work. So give me Jordan Montgomery and the Yankees plus 125 against the Red Sox in game one. And then I think the Yankees can pull off the sweep and they're underdogs in both games. Luis Heel plus 110 are the Yankees in game two. I, I like them in both games here. I certainly, yeah, I'm not guaranteeing any sorts of victory, but I like that the uh, the odds make them underdogs in both games and you know relatively comfortable underdogs in game one in Jordan Montgomery's return from the COVID-19 list. So I definitely like that for game if they lose maybe I stay away from game two if they win maybe I get in on both of them but looking at the Yankees to pull off what would be a huge sweep for them against the Red Sox in this doubleheader today and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 rate review subscribe all of that fun stuff thank you so much for listening to us Al and I are back with you on Wednesday As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.